Welcome back to the Off The Tips podcast. I'm doing another morning shift in AC. Looks like he's been awake for a long period of time on the other side of the world. Welcome back, AC. How was your weekend? Unlucky All Blacks loss in the World Cup final, and I'm sure you were up and about for it. Yeah, it was a great weekend apart from the All Blacks loss. Obviously, that was a real damper on things, but went to this sort of... Um, it was like an organised, it was like a five quid entry to this pub and it was just for Kiwis only basically and apart from our Sorry. mate Swanee who was carrying on like a pork chop. But um, apart, it was outstanding. It was, it's always good just, there's nothing better than watching a big game of sport at a pub. Yeah, you're right. There, there isn't. Um, I hope that it was a like a big screen operation though because, you know, Oh yeah, uh, you could see everything. There was there was plenty of screens around. There was two big ones and then smaller ones if you kind of had your view obstructed. But I'm paying for it today still. I haven't. I, I don't know how you find, but I feel like I'm getting more hungover on Monday than I do on Sunday. I don't know whether it's like the combination of going to work, but I just have the crocus guts. Okay, yeah. To be fair, I haven't had a Monday hangover for a while, which is which is good, but. Yeah, I know. I definitely know what you mean. That they, they they catch up on you every mm. every day. Every day goes by, and you're, you're a day older, and it's just you just don't recover like you used to. Maybe you need to get some anti-inflammatories on board. Yeah, I just need something for the nausea because I don't get the headaches. It's just the just feeling like you're going to vomit the whole time is tough. But hey, if you. <laughs> If you get after it on a weekend, you can't expect to feel fresh. No, you can't. Man at night, man in the morning, brother. Just mm. you know, get up and soldier on. But is it? You, we briefly spoke yesterday. You said you might consider getting out and playing golf. That was paying about one hundred and one. Yeah, I presume you didn't get out. I did actually look at tea times, but it was pissing down with rain, and so that was made the decision quite easy whether i would have gone through with it or not is probably another thing because the people that i know that play golf um and that, that live in london were in paris watching it so that would mean hard work to get them to come so hey mate you're in uh is that your normal work attire you're wearing it's um no i'm in a, like a linen shirt because it's just it's so hot and i just uh i have to walk up to work from the uh, from the bus stop, and oh, when I'm in like a dark t-shirt or something, I just get so <laughs> sweaty. So, nah. To be to be fair, my dress code's pretty pretty casual, but you know you can always put a collar on every once in a while. I've still got yeah. shorts and Bir- Birkenstocks on, so. Oh um, yeah. He hasn't yeah. gone. Yeah, the full full Monty. Nah, nah, not at all. Speaking of Monty, geez, he's got another good yarn for us. Hopefully on next week's pod, there's a little teaser. It involves Casper the Ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, can't wait for that. But yeah, mate, um, we'll just rip into the golf. Look, on the professional golf front, not, not a whole heap to report. 
Sammy Valmacki wins on the DP World Tour, the Qatar Masters. Dan Hillier looked like he was having a, a good week, just had a tough Sunday. I don't know what you caught of the Qatar Masters, but did you have any thoughts on the event? I didn't catch a whole lot of it just because it got so messy with the the rain delay and then it was also pretty bad hours for me here. Um, so that mm. was... Didn't didn't watch a whole lot, but I was following very closely. But often when Dan was playing, there was it, the coverage wasn't live yet. Um, yeah. So I couldn't couldn't watch a whole lot of him. But heck of a start. You and me obviously both had him for. I had him to win and a top ten. I thought six fifty was good shopping, and you had him as well. And so that stings a bit. Um, it does I thought we were almost guaranteed a a winner at that point, and but instead we. We come away with a few crosses next to our name, but again, three top 20s in the last three starts for, for Dan Hillier. So it's good to see him showing the form. He's 26th in the race to Dubai right now. Um, led the field off the tee this week. He was 16th strokes gained approach. Just the short game let him down this week. He was 89th in putting and 81st around the green. And He normally putts pretty well, but around the green has been pretty jarring this year he's 160th out of 164 on tour so yeah i was the good i was thing, shocked uh, when you told me that yeah it's but the good thing about that is there's so much so much upside to that right like if he just goes away in the off season and works it out then all of a sudden that's gonna save him so many shots, obviously, and I think also he he misses a lot of cuts for his quality. And I feel if he tidies that up, he might be able to just scratch his way th- past a few more. Mm, yeah, I think that's a a pretty fair take. Hey, Cal, when I was actually doing a bit of digging, I was just looking through some Dan Hillier stuff, and I saw there's like this video. It would have been when he was on the chat. It was on when he was on the challenge tour, and it was during COVID kind of times, and his girlfriend was on his bag. And uh, for the whole for the whole time, and I was just wondering how you and Nicole would go on the road with you on with her on your back. Well, for a start, we've, we've you know I've dragged her out a couple of times for just like twilight twilight nine holes, a um, couple of nine holes in early morning when you know I had no one to play with, so some someone to come walk and keep me company and like. I've done it a couple of times and I probably shouldn't have, you know, immediate regret. I just proceeded to get sprayed the entire time for not hitting it for not hitting it closer to the flag. So well, why why didn't you just hit it closer to the flag was quoted maybe four times through nine holes. <laughs> um, also proceeded to be petrified of other people teeing off and told me that, that she might need a motorcycle helmet next time she comes out, which <laughs> is beyond outrageous. So, look, in short, for someone who grew up on a golf course her entire life, it is disgraceful how at sea she she is at, on a golf course. Like, terrible swinger of the golf club and then just – no idea what's happening around her, which is, you know, it's bizarre. But, hey, in short, probably not well. Like, I think that 
that caddy player relationship could could potentially get toxic on a tour. You know, just <laughs> don't need. <laughs> I don't need someone just telling me to hit it closer to the to the flag. You know, like. Couple of yeah, the flags, but were, were not flags I needed to go after either. <laughs> yeah, not very constructive feedback, is it? No, um, but hey, you know, at least you you got some company out there. It's yeah, it's pretty it's pretty funny. We'll talk about the LPGA tour, just more so the playoff. Celine Boutier gets her fourth win on the LPGA tour this year, creating quite the resume. You know, a major included in there, a Solheim Cup appearance in there, but eight eight extra holes, thunder and lightning interrupted. It was just absolute chaos. I was trying to watch it, and it was just like they'd play play shots, weather delay, play shots, weather delay. I was like, oh, I just don't know if I can hang in there for this. But you know, she's been hitting the ball so well this year. Yeah, heck of a season, and those this kind of Asian swing has really good fields. It's kind of, what do you call it? Like just a big part of the LPGA season, especially with the race to the CME Globe um, kind of coming up coming up soon. Lydia Ko, T11, mm. she's some signs of life, but also she's 101st and you need to be top 72, I believe, to, to get in and Man, I did not see that coming after she won this last year. I thought she'd have a good no. season, and she's just been MIA. MIA until the last kind of fortnight. She was yeah outright third last week, uh, and like you said, T11 this week. But look, apart from that, it's been really, really tough going. She had a couple of, a couple of starts before that. She was hovering, made the cut, but just hovered around the – the 50th mark, it was, you know, it's, yeah, it's just massively underachieving. And I don't, I don't really know why, like you said, like I didn't see this coming. There was, she had that season last year where she was just phenomenal, couldn't get mm. it done in a major, but like was, it kind of looked like the Lydia of old, but yeah, she's just kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit this year, but look, she's still got a couple of events and, Mm. With her with her class, you know, like I wouldn't be surprised if she scrapes scrapes in. It's a little bit of a J, it's a little bit of a JT situation. Yeah, it's actually a good way of putting it. It's it's hard as well as a fan in the LPGA stuff because they don't have like proper accurate stats, so it's hard to actually mm. know what's really going wrong because obviously she's not on coverage that much this year either because she's been out of contention for most of the events the the lpga could do their you know website stats and stuff a whole heat better it's mm. yeah i've well i think I've it's because you've got to have shot link yeah. which yeah. is expensive and i don't know if they have but it's such a big part of the game now that i feel like they need to just invest in it to gain some more interest i think so as well you probably it's, find more people will bet on it too yeah, and they're, they're generating a decent amount of cash nowadays. I, I don't see why they can't. Yeah. It, hopefully they find a way because I just feel like it's it just needs to happen in this day and age. Move over to the Sandbelt, mate. The Royal Melbourne hosted the Asia-Pacific Amateur Championship this, well, this week gone, and geez, I was... 
I was right in my element watching some of that. Just golf at its best at the sand belt. And it's just another reminder of why there's not enough world-class events down here. Like that was sensational. I'd, I don't know even, was it even covered over in, over in London? No, I was trying to find it. I mm. couldn't find it. So you might have to fill me in on a bit, mate. I know that Cabrori started very well and kind of Did. fell away. Um, kind of, he played this shot on Sunday that was, I didn't catch Saturday because I was obviously, I was playing cricket and the, the absolute sticks and didn't, didn't add to my overnight total. So, but we won't go there. Um, but he played this shot on on Sunday. It was like this five wood on 17 at Royal Melbourne and just like this beautiful penetrating high like fade just drops short maybe maybe 20 yards short of the green, 10 yards short of the green and just skittles up to about three feet. And I was like, man, that is just like that. You, you can tell this guy can play and – I think, I think that'll be him in the amateur ranks. I think he's going to turn pro. So, geez, yeah, gonna he is. Ho- hopefully, see him over summer, playing, playing for pay. But Jasper Stubbs got the got the job done. The the Australian mullet, great mullet, but in a playoff. Yes, and I did see that. And just, I'll just talk you through the playoff. Like him and Win Yi Ding. We're coming down the the playoff hole, both in the fairway, and just hit these pretty gun shots that rolled, you know, long of the flag, and both had these putts that were. AC, have you seen them? Uh, they're like you, you were. They were almost like they were aiming sideways when they putted. And they <laughs> they both, the ones they were aiming way left. Yeah, way left, and they both made them on the on the playoff hole. Stubbs's was far more accentuated than than dings but it was geez it was just impressive to a couple of amateurs just holding putts like that down the the pointy end of the tournament and then and then on the second playoff hole Stubbs had another beautiful leg part that he nearly made as well put it to I don't know about an inch and and ding couldn't quite get up and down from a bunker so that's the second Australian to win it in two years He's punched his ticket to Augusta and Royal Troon, couple of majors. So good on him. It's I can't wait to watch him go about his work at those big events. The the sandbout's just outstanding. Obviously, I didn't get to see a whole lot. I saw bits and pieces on just things like Twitter and Instagram, but it's it's just such a pure form of the game. One of them that went around was that that chip that guy hit, and he's. He's aiming like 15 metres right at the flag and hits it. It was a beautiful shot. Hit it to five feet probably. But um, you just every time you see it, you're like, wow, I wish they played more golf there. And the other thing is it's not long and they can still test the players. Like They have a lot of wedges in their hands around Royal Melbourne. But those yeah. greens, like I don't know, I didn't really – catch it but were they sounding firm as hell on coverage they were firm as hell they're bouncing you know head height on some of them yeah like it was it was properly firm and and like you said it just shows that course design is just still so important like Mm. the way that place is constructed is 
so impressive and and yeah the, the length it's nothing nothing super long like you see in america and it's still challenging like one over one it so yeah. like they they did get some pretty hostile weather at times but that it, it just makes it even better yeah hey remind me um so the the PGA Australasia will obviously have a few of these guys turn pro and go on to it. Do, how many get, get through to the DP tour? Does that mean you just skip challenge tour and you can just go straight yeah. on? So the top three at the end of the top season, okay. order of merit, um, get DP world tour cards. So, yeah, it's... I'd love to see so another a, couple of Kiwis on the DP tour. Be so good. Yeah, for sure. Like, man, I... I think Kazuma's he'll go go close to that if he plays the rest of the season. You know, um, yeah. he's already played a couple of events, but I think he'd be he'll be there or thereabouts. But yeah, I, I agree. It'd be great to see them them go over. It's just it's a, like we said last week. It's just a little bit of a shame about the DP World Tour at the moment. You know how it's just mm. becoming a real pure feeder tour to the PGA Tour. They need they need to be helped out a little bit. Yeah, do you know if do you know if Dan Hilly is going down to Australia for the for the December? Not not confirmed. Like I haven't. Yeah, I had a look at the field the other day and it, for the Australian Open, and it um nothing was really confirmed. Yeah, I had a little look around and couldn't find anything. I look, I'd say he will be, um, yeah. but uh, it just depends. Well, because that's. The other first events on the DP World Tour schedule. So, yeah. Look, I, and like, I, you'd imagine he'd be coming home for Christmas. Look, I don't know him at all, but like, it's just what most people tend to do. Yeah, I think he did. So, I did see that on his Instagram that he would come home. So, so yeah. Know, hopefully, and yeah, hopefully Foxy's playing too. I imagine he plays most years. So, yeah. It'd be good to see the big fella. He, I'd really like to see him have a run at it. The Australian sets up well for him. Yeah. We'll move on to our playoff holes straight away, kicking off with teeing off, and I think it'll probably be the only playoff hole today because, you know, some of us got to get to work and some of us got to get to bed, don't we, AC? So, yeah, AC, mate. anything to, to, to tee off on? Oh, just the TMO. Uh, I'm sure a lot of New Zealand's probably blowing up about it. It's it's interesting. It's not if, – if you're doing the letter of the law stuff and how they've – officiated it the whole world cup they probably didn't get any decision wrong but i it just feels very contrived they they just need to stay out of it um yeah i think the first yellow card was wrong but apart from that you're right yeah i i just think they go too far back too often they're constantly having to stop to nitpick it's just it's not good for the game i also think finals should be refereed differently and mm. like we saw that in the NRL grand final. They put the whistle away. And uh, I guess there's that whole image around concussion, and that's obviously very important. Um, there's a lot of players that are doing it tough after their careers, but I don't know. Mm. I just see accidents are going to happen, and Sam Keynes was just an accident. Yeah, you can still crack down on the contact to the head without nitpicking the rest of the game, Yeah, can't you? That was such a poor advertisement for rugby union that game. Like if 
if that wasn't a World Cup final, like I would have probably lasted twenty minutes of that. I'd say, yeah, like it was oh. diabolical to watch. You hear it? But I've seen a lot of stuff from neutral fans, and they're just like, "Man, that was just shit!" Like, mm. it was like, almost unwatchable. Um, which is, oh, which is such a shame. Such a shame, like massively a shame, because some of those games were brilliant. Like the Ireland game was brilliant, but that was so good. And look, yeah. AC and I. Pretty firmly rugby league guys, so we're not we're not like we're not saying that we we know everything about the fifteen no, man game, no. but it's um it's just from the outside looking in, it's just so so tough to get around at times. But yeah, look, I, I tend to agree with you. I also think the abuse that has been thrown Wayne Barnes as well is pretty disgraceful. So like, yes, it, if you've it's... been if you've been doing any of that, like it wasn't his fault. He had blokes screaming in his earpiece the whole the whole game. I agree. And as I feel like we need to just get over that whole two, like 2007 thing. Like he, it's just a joke. Like now he's one yeah. of the best refs Not- going around and he refs so well against Ireland, like put his whistle away. And, and as a result, we got to see like one of the better, better, better games of rugby yeah. I've ever seen. And um, not I, to mention in- I was glued to the TV. Like I, that was outstanding. <laughs> Not to mention in 2007, we got done by that forward pass and like we just scored a try in that World Cup final for blatant forward pass. So like, yeah. I think it was yeah. like he's, he's trying to give us one back. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, no, cut that but, out. Yeah. Anyway, mate, my, my teeing off is uh, just we've pretty much touched on it. The the lack of high-quality golf we get down at the sandbell. I know we kind of sound like broken records, but every time it comes on TV, I'm like, man, I'd love to see Rory and Adam Scott and Cam Smith down here like genuinely fighting it out in a big event. I also think the Aussie Open should be there every year, but like, you know, logistically, you know, that's a bit hard. Do you know what I actually think needs to happen, though, is some Australian corporate's got to stand up and actually put some fucking money behind it, get a decent purse up, like... You see all the big corporates in America do it for just regular PGA Tour events. I just feel like, so, I don't know, some big Australian yeah, corporate should invest in it. That's all well and good to like say that, but the I, the the tax man in Australia will just pretty much cut those guys' winnings straight in half. Like Taylor Gooch this year at Live Adelaide, $4 million. I think he took home one point nine after tax. Okay. So, so, so what you're saying is that's that the why a lot purse, of guys you're saying the purse arm. doesn't really matter in a way. No, because it's it's just well, obviously the bigger it the bigger yeah. it is, the, the more likely. But they're still losing a lot of that money. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, it, it's yeah. I I think they make their money through appearance fees. Not that that's not taxed, but I you're obviously getting that that money guaranteed. It confirmed yeah. guaranteed. So like, they're yeah. Oh, it's it's hard to say, and it's it's a real bane of a lot of you know guys' mm. existence that that they don't get. It's just so feels so untapped when back in the day the Australian Open and and stuff were just some of the biggest events in the world. Yeah, player and it's hard as well stuff. because you got to juggle kind of the needs of the PGA Australia Australasia like um, tour players as well because you could maybe do like a little series like three tournaments have like a big big prize pool at the end of it. But then again, it's hard to like 
I don't know if you're going to sell that to all the PGA Australasia players if you have all the big guns come over. Yeah. But I think right. they could it's... they could maybe try to get creative and see if there's a chance. But I guess the other thing is, is like, yeah, I, it seems like golf, like we've, we're experiencing right now is golf is just hard to kind of get up for even as nuffies like ourselves. And maybe you do need a bit of an off-season to feel like you miss it. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. But, mate, look, we'll start to, to wrap up the pod. Any golf on the horizon for AC? Maybe this Sunday. I need to organise it. Just, I need to actually just get out there, just stop talking about it. Just fucking do it. Uh, I move into my room on Saturday, so I, that makes oh, things yeah. a lot easier. My, um, AC's been stuck my on sticks the have just, Yeah, my golf clubs have just been... Like they're still in its travel bag, and I just haven't been bothered because I have like heaps of clothes stuff around it as well, and I don't have anywhere yeah. to put those clothes, and so it's golf's just been not the priority. But hopefully, get out there. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm out. I think I'm out at either. Oh, I think I might be playing the Lakes, which is hosting the oh nice opening two days of the. Aussie Open, either that or Eleanor Heights, which is a country club out North Sydney, which is pretty, pretty nice track. So hopefully, I'm I'm going to play some proper golf this weekend, uh, weather dependent. So yeah, which I think it'll be it'll be great. So yeah, look, we'll have some some more yarns for that for the listeners of our of, of our golf this next week. Hopefully, but see if I just distribute it all over the the sydney plains but hey ac thanks for staying up late and cheers guys for tuning in we'll, we'll catch you next week oh,